It's a Mental Health Chat Monday Season 2! This is a series where we sit down with a brand new guest every week and discuss their journey with mental health and mental wellness because here on Mental Health Chat Monday, our motto is turning mental illness into mental wellness. I am your host, DJ Bionic. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. Uh, if you want to know more about me, obviously all of my links are down below. I, I'm DJ Bionic on everything. It's called branding. Look it up. But that is not why we're here today. Today we are here to sit down and chat with my very, very, very good friend and a human that I don't get to see often enough, director, very talented actor, Stephanie is in the house today. Hello. 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 How You've are got you, magical unicorn. I, oh my God. I even, okay, so this morning, <laughs> I shit you not, this morning when I woke up, I was like, okay, how am I going to introduce Stephanie? And I was like, I have to say magical unicorn. And <laughs> That's that's what we are. Yes, We're a you're saved in unicorns. my phone as magical unicorn. Yes, <laughs> always I and forever, it. my magical unicorn. I love. It. How are you, my love? How are things? Oh, they're great. They're great. I, I was thinking of the what my answer to the first question would be. And what's that first question, Darius? Uh, the first question is how is 2023 treating you? Mental health check. Mental health check. So I feel like being a a woman. That is a very layered, uh-huh. layered answer. Yes. Uh, the magical unicorn you know and love is very busy, but very good. 2023 so far is holding a lot of promise for me. It's mm-hmm. holding a lot of really good things to come that are, you know, coming out within the next few weeks. I'm going to have some really great stuff going. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as being a woman in this country right now, I am in a constant state of holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, absolutely. Okay. Uh, um, what am I going to do to protect my daughter, to protect myself? You know, dear God, why can't we listen to black women more? Because <laughs> they've, they've known for so long, yeah. but we're, we are voting against our own interest. And, you know, and then as a, you know, just a an ally and a friend of all these different marginalized groups, I'm like, what the heck can, else can I do? Because I don't, I, I don't, I don't understand why... People are acting so damn crazy. Yeah, they're feral. They're feral. They are it's feral. Disturbing. It's so wild. There's a lot of layers to that. What I try to focus on is the fact that within my bubble, my my people are doing well. They're mm-hmm. thriving, and that's what I can help right now. Um, but I, my my heart hurts daily for the world yeah. and mostly for this country that I I dearly love and want to see do better. Um, but yeah, my, it's, it's a layered question. Cause I can't, I can't, I can't just go try la 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 la. I always, there's always a deeper, a deeper thing there. Yeah. And especially, you know, watching what happened in Tennessee, I was disgusted. You know that. And I wish I could have been in that room. <laughs> that whole situation it, it's from the drag ban on of what's happening in Tennessee has had me. Especially the day after the school shooting in Tennessee, when I went to work that day, I everybody was like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "No, actually, no." No, I'm not. Like on top of being so emotionally broken over these children and these teachers who have lost their lives, with you have kids in school, I have mm-hmm. nieces and nephews in school, I'm scared for them. But also, as a queer person 
who often dresses in a non-male presenting way, even though I am somewhat somewhere on this, maybe cis hat. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> not cis hat, not hetero. Um, <laughs> You're in the perfection scale. You, like, know, you know, like a whole different level. Yeah. So like the drag band is not, and a lot of my favorite drag queens have said this, and it's something that I didn't think about, but have been thinking about so much this isn't going to really affect drag queens. It's going to affect trans people and non-binary people and people who do not conform to the typical gender norms. And I am so scared for these people. Mm-hmm. And so my my mind has been like all over the place about this. Also, just being black in America is hard. It's hard. <laughs> Let alone black, queer, gender not conforming. I don't have any words of comfort anymore for you. I'm like, no, white people be straight up acting crazy. 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 And... The worst part is we all look alike. We all look alike. You can't tell one crazy white person from a non-crazy white person. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's hard. I'll think things. I'm talking to someone with sanity in there. And then they'll go somewhere. They'll go on a tangent. I'll be like, oh, hell. And then I'm looking for the exits. Like, how do I get myself and separate out of the situation? Um, yeah. 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 Let's it's, talk, it's let's, awful. Let's talk briefly about that aspect of it because you know as black people we kind of have to be allies i have (laughs) i just lumped you in with us um we we would like to adopt stephanie onto our team and we gladly give you kanye west you can have him thank you um we're done um but no talk to me a little bit about how because your allyship is so apparent and so prominent in, as a part of who you are as a person. And that makes me feel so good because I feel like I've, I've not hidden it, but I'm not someone who's going to run around with like bumper stickers on my car and things up until now. Mm-hmm. And I think what's making me more vocal is the complete absurdity of it all. Mm-hmm. The fact that we had made some progress towards equity and now this one single entity wants to take it away. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember that the the Marriage Act, the Gay Marriage Act was signed into effect on my daughter Kate's birthday one year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what a great birthday present. Finally, Marriage equal equality. rights yes. for all citizens of this country. And that's what I, I want to stress. These are people who are citizens mm-hmm. of this country. Americans. Therefore, entitled to all the rights. Mm-hmm. All of the rights. Doesn't matter what your religion, what your viewpoint is, they are entitled by the sheer fact that they are citizens of this country. You better preach. So you it, better preach. It drives me crazy that people can't separate that their viewpoints and their religion have no damn place in my laws. It's literally a part of the Constitution. <laughs> you want the to talk separation about of fathers. church and state. Uh-huh. The founding it, fathers were very clear. Yeah. We are a place where you can practice your religion. Mm-hmm. So. That has gotten lost in the sauce of I everything. want it to be more visible now. I want people to know I'm okay. Dear God, I give the stupidest smile <laughs> to any marginalized group person I see walking by. Why? Because we all look alike, and I want them to know, no, I'm not this on your team. No, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm, I'm not even a smiler. Okay, let's just put it that way. I'm not even a smiler, but I'm like, hey, sorry, excuse me. Oh, yeah, I have turned my Midwestern charm up so damn much to make people feel something. <laughs> like, oh, excuse me. Oh, no, you go ahead. Yeah, I only have this one thing, and you have a full card, but please. Please. 
Please, I'm, I'm sorry first. for white people right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> I love you so much. I'm sorry. It's, 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 but it's true. Mm-hmm. It's so true. And <laughs> I, I struggle with it because all I think is, man, it's really hard being white right now. <laughs> But it How is. ridiculous is that? But like, it's never been hard. Not to sympathize with the oppressor, but <laughs> as hard as it is to be, well, no, I'm not going to quantify that. <laughs> it is difficult to be black. It's difficult to be queer or anything that is not straight white male. Mm-hmm. Even sh- straight white women have it hard. But it's, I have to, I have to believe that it's difficult to be an ally. I'm, my partner, of course, he's queer, mm-hmm. but he's still a white man. Yeah. People will still listen to him before they listen to me. They will. And it's, you know, it's, I see the struggle in him all the time of, oh, like, <laughs> like I'm not this person. I don't, I'm not these people. Why don't these people listen? Yeah. You know? So I, I, I sympathize with the allies. <laughs> we, I, I wish we could do more. <laughs> We're working so hard. You know, we all are. Uh, that's like I was talking about St. Louis to someone who um, was another mom on this chaperoning trip I was in. She had moved to St. Louis. She was a transplant. And uh, she's like, I did not realize St. Louis was so racist. And, <laughs> and I'm like, and to tell you the truth, I didn't know that till later in my life because I grew up in a very poor, very crime-ridden part of the city. So I was surrounded by mm-hmm. every race, every gender. It didn't, you know, I saw drag queens. I saw, it did not matter. Mm-hmm. Um, we were all in this together and we were all like, you know, fighting the same fight. But um, what I told her is there are so many people trying to save this city. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how many organizations, how many, you know, just champions in schools are trying so hard to to save this city and make it what it can be. But unfortunately, when you get to the news, it's all the murders. Yeah. It's all murders. That's all they talk about. It's murders, murders, murders. It's like, who died today? Oh, you know, but, you know, by all means, continue to tell us that gun laws wouldn't help this at all. (laughs) It's the people. The people are the problem. (laughs) But what are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's so stupid. It's It's not like, I, I was about to say, it's not like there's only one people that's shooting people, but, (laughs) <laughs> it's just people are shooting people like um <laughs> you know, we, we had a school shooting in, in Missouri and you would yep. think that would spark some things but it, it didn't so, you know, that's, so that, yeah, moment, so that's right? a very long detailed request for the question of how I am right now <laughs> I, I'm good in my personal life but man it is real hard yeah I, it's real hard to, to deal with this amount of this this level of stupidity on a daily basis yeah um I relate and, to that deeply and to, to know that when, you know, my own gender, because I am a cis white female, you know, she, her, hers, um, isn't, is going against their own interest. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, it's just, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's hard. But, it, you know, otherwise I'm good. You know, <laughs> got the family, got the, yeah, I got the job, got everything, so. Yeah. You know, it's hard to feel good. It's like during the pandemic, 2020. Lockdown, I know. Triggering. (laughs) That first month of lockdown, I was like, all right, and how do I surgically remove my own skin? How do we make this happen? Because I'm going crazy. Mm -hmm. And then month two, I was like, oh, wait, I'm thriving. I was going on walks in the morning. Mm -hmm. I was waking up early. I was showering daily, which I had not done for a (laughs) month. And I was like, I'm not going anywhere. Like, who cares? I, I was um, 
writing and creating music videos in my bedroom and doing all these amazing things. And I felt weird coming out of the lockdown being like, hey, y'all, what's up? And everybody else is like, I barely made it. And I'm like, I'll see myself out. Thank you. I'm like, I had a good time in lockdown. Sorry. But, you know, it's hard to, to be like, I feel good when so many good things are happening. And, and not to be like, turn yourself away from all the negative and don't look at it. Just focus on the positive. Focus on the positive, yes, but also you have to like you have, to, you look have at, yeah. to acknowledge that America is the Florida of the world right now. It is. It's it's and we're getting laughed at yeah. for the first time. Like people are like, Oh my god, what a joke. Yeah, yeah. Like the way we say Florida man, the rest of the world is like American man. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yep. Yeah. All right. Cool. Oh God. Love you that. know, and it's interesting. We, my husband and I, in 2019, went through the hardest portion of our relationship we had ever gone through, mm-hmm. and we actually, for the first time, sought out therapy to help us, you know, come back together as a couple. Because you know what we found was that basically each had a, a the the wrong idea. I thought he wanted out. I thought he thought I wanted I was done. What we found out through talking to a therapist was that neither of us were done, mm-hmm. which is wonderful because you know after 22 years it'd be really hard for me to get the get back in the saddle and yeah woo. Um, but so then 2020 hits and we had all these plans on things of ways to connect with each other. We were going to go see a different comedian every mm-hmm. month because that's just something we both enjoy. <laughs> We got two, <laughs> and then we were stuck together. <laughs> so for us, it was it was a great time to reconnect as a family, and you know. So yeah, I felt kind of the same way. I'm like, yeah, it, it sucks. I, I also like to go to bars and stuff like that. However, mm-hmm. we can't right now. So we, so. you know, I look, I see some of my posts from when it started, and I'm like, look at me being a positive poly on a horrible situation. Most of my posts are. I've been on the phone with unemployment for six <laughs> Legitimately. Like, up until, I think, last week, every post from 2020 was, fuck, I employed. I did feel incredibly lucky to have a job where um, my boss absolutely seems to adore me. Most days. Mm-hmm. Some days I'm like, I think he's had enough of my shit. But, um, but then Sean also is an exterminator, so he was considered essential. Mm-hmm. So thank God we did not struggle with that stuff. And it did okay. make it semi-easier that we, you know, and then I got a new love of sweatpants. Oh, honey. And now I'm like demanding those at work that mm-hmm. I'd be able to wear sweatpants. Yeah. And they're like, but we have meetings with funders. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, they all show that we're cool people. Yeah. Then we just look hip. And they're like, no, it looks unprofessional to wear a dress every once in a while, Stephanie. So, yeah, I. Can I wear a sweat? Can I wear sweatpants under the dress? There you go. Well, you can. You just have to take them off when you get to the meeting. It's fine. I, I have plans. I have my ways. I <laughs> my outfits comfortable. Casual but, Friday. Yeah, man. This, this has been a rough three years. It really has. You know. It really has. And then it, we were being led by a fucking toadstool. Um, and I'm watching this man, and all I could think about was Buzz Lightyear saying, I don't think that man's ever been to medical school. Like, <laughs> for, for two years I had to listen to that. And I'm like, I'm going to lose my fucking mind on this man. Yeah. He's crazy. He is. He's crazy. Crazy. Still crazy. Um, but then the, the, like he fed into the crazy and it made it worse but yeah so cool child um, mm-hmm. now that that portion 
No, no, the worldview portion of things are over. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about uh, your mental health. What's your, what does your mental health journey look like? Have you ever been diagnosed with any mental illnesses? Yes. So one of my earliest recall memories from being a child is um, feeling immensely alone. And I remember very distinctly having this crying fit as a child. I mean, like I, I had to have been very young. And, like, thinking to myself, no one loves me but Jesus. At the time I was in a Catholic school, I went, I, I just want to point that out. I was, he was there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so He was present. Yeah, he was present. Um, and then as I got older, um, those feelings didn't go away. And, in fact, they intensified. And I became a cutter in high school. Mm-hmm. I was always on the edge of when it was becoming an issue. Yeah. Like, that was the thing, like, with all this. Um and my parents, you know, this was this was the culmination of live growing up in a household that we didn't live in poverty, but we by certain did not have a lot of money. Um, parents who had no business being together. Uh, my father was a narcissist with a tendency to put his own comfort above his children's needs. Um, our house could be in complete disarray, but because he practiced escapism, he would be like. Let's go to Florida. It's like we don't have we have a broken we don't toilet. Have Florida money. Yeah, we don't have Florida money. But you know, and my mother, bless her heart, she did grow up in poverty in a rural part of Missouri, and um, she kind of just was like trying to keep us together. And bless her heart, she 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 held it together for as long as she could with mm-hmm. him. And you know, and then in high school, my first boyfriend, um, real boyfriend. Uh, kind of groomed me and I don't I want to put make it very clear I don't think he knew what he was doing Mm -hmm. but he knew what he liked his girlfriend to be which was controllable Mm -hmm. and and that's and you know I feel bad saying this because he may listen to this but and we have such a great because we actually wound up having a child together yeah Uh, we have a great relationship now but um and you know I've seen him grown into a much better man than he was when we dated but um then he broke up with me and so the rejection mixed with depression mixed with I, the only thing you can do is yeah control the one thing you can. So I started cutting myself and I remember it freaked the shit out of my mom. <laughs> and um, she uh, she uh, took me to a counselor one time and the counselor flat out said you need to commit her. Yeah, I don't think that would have been the answer either, but my mom was not willing to do that. Mm -hmm. So it continued, and I would try to hide it. Sometimes I wouldn't do that great a job of hiding it, and I think particularly when you're doing something like that, you want someone to notice Mm -hmm. and ask what's going on. Um, And I do remember trying at least twice to end it, but I remember the last time I did it, I was watching myself bleed, And I just was so exhausted from all of it. Just how I was feeling and the mind games being played on me by my ex and all of these things. And I'm like, you know, if it's my time, it's my time. But if I wake up tomorrow and I'm still alive, this is over. This period's over. Mm -hmm. So, you know, got out of that, eventually got out of the relationship. Always struggled with depression. You know, and then, you know, I met my husband and, you know, and we were so good together. 
And we are. We're still really good together. And God bless him. He had no idea how to handle that. Mm-hmm. How to handle someone who just for no reason gets sad and angry and cries. And, um, you know, that's the first time I tried medication mm-hmm. for it. And while I wasn't sad, it was, this is an old one. I know I can't, I was trying to remember what it was called for, you know, as I was thinking about coming on, I was like, what was it called? It started, I think it was started with an I. This is back in the old days. This is, this is early 2000s. Um, but tried that. And what I didn't like was no sex drive. <laughs> and um, didn't feel shit. I didn't feel anything. No sad, <laughs> no happy. No, no sad, no happy. So I was like, okay. So once I kind of got into a better headspace, I let that go. And then I would say it was about four or five years ago that I was finally said, they said, you have anxiety as well. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's all. That's a new that's a new one for me, and fuck that. Oh, my yeah. God, it is horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but I, you know, it's it's been a, it's been a journey, uh, and it's always ongoing. Mm-hmm. You know, I watch um, my 16-year-old has defin- definitive anxiety issues, mm-hmm. and we are trying to do everything we can to not medicate him because of those side effects. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, one thing I told him was, it's been my experience that this never goes away. Yeah. This is nothing that you're going to beat. This is the only way you beat it is by learning to manage it and recognize it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what most of my journey has been is recognizing that what this does is it takes you out of reality and you have to learn to pull yourself back in. Mm-hmm. Yes. You have to say to yourself, is this real? Is what I'm feeling justified? Is it real? Is it actually happening or is it just happening in here? Um, and that has meant the world to me is learning to just manage it, to, to recognize when it's hitting and to manage it. I'm sorry. I, you said something that I needed to write down. Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty poetic, but uh, (laughs) so, yeah. So, you know, I've tried other medications as well and I am one of those weird people that a medication will have the opposite effect on me that it does in most people mm-hmm. yes i mean it's every medication it's birth control it's everything so i tried like if people would recommend one and i I'd, I'd say okay i'll try that and then i try it and it would do the opposite like my i'm gaining weight my skin would break out blah blah blah, blah. and then so i finally said you know what seems to manage this really well gummies Gummies manages, and I don't need them all the time, mm-hmm. and I didn't need to be on medication all every time I was in a depressive state. Um, usually, I just needed to talk to talk it out with somebody. Mm-hmm. So, and, and then, I, I feel like that. Just pause for a second. Mm-hmm. That is how I felt too about my mental health. Mm-hmm. So when I got my official diagnosis, when I was like in my early twenties, the first thing they did was like, "And we're going to give you this medicine." And the and one of the first things she listed was like, well, I don't want to give you this one because it might mess with your sex drive. And you're still young. And I was like, uh... Yeah, it's a valid concern. Uh, wait a minute. And then um, I was like, when I got home and I picked up the prescription and I looked at the bottle, I was like, this is not what I wanted. I just wanted to know. Mm-hmm. And I think med- medicine in season one, there were several people who spoke about medicine and how it was very helpful to, helpful to them. And I advocate for medicine 
if it's good for you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I advocate for steps before medicine is the answer. We were very frank in our discussion with um, our 16-year-old. Like, I was like, you know, and I've always been very open about my mental health with my children because mm-hmm. I don't want to be sitting with them and a counselor and get told that I should commit them. Yeah. I want them to know that it's okay to feel these things, that we can get through them together, that there are ways to manage them. So I was very frank. I'm like, dude, you're 16. I don't know what your sex drive is because, God, I I just don't want to know. Yeah. But I don't want to see it affect you in this way that you don't have a sex drive, that you're struggling with. Because I know these are also triggers, Mm -hmm. you know, for you. So he decided on his own, which I was very proud of him, he came up with a plan that I'm going to do xyz when i'm feeling this way i'm going to try these things like exercise um, eating better calling a friend and that's what i'm going to do to try to manage this so that i don't have to go on medication mm-hmm. so and i'm like I, that, that is so beautiful and it's so, we need more parents who are open my mom was very open with me about her mental health and her struggles um grow, growing up and and trauma from her past and when she discovered my mental illness and, you know, when I was in my early, late teens, um, talk, talk to me about all of that and was like, this is okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay that you feel this way. It's okay that you, you know, have this, this, and this. How can we help? What do we do? Exactly. And that as a, as a teenager, as somebody who is forming an identity still, it's so important and so beautiful. Yep. And your son is so sweet. I love him so much. <laughs> I was very, you know, I have George who, despite his disability, is a good-hearted, laughing guy. Mm-hmm. And then I have John who just, you know, he is me to a sense. He senses the world's pain and wants to fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he wants everybody to get along and be happy. Mm-hmm. Um and he is just, he has grown into such a strong, wonderful young man. And so himself, so mm-hmm. much more himself than I was at that age. I'm like, okay, he's very unapologetically mm-hmm. himself. And then I've got Katie, who is the big question mark on like what she'll be. Mm-hmm. But there's no question about who she is. She's a kind person who just likes to argue everything with you and makes, you know, will mm-hmm. tell you when you're wrong. Um, and fortunately, I don't see a lot of signs of her having struggles emotionally or mentally, but we're just getting into it. She's going into middle school. I'm sure it's going to yeah. hit. Um, but, you know, I just, with her, I just try to you know, remind her who she is mm-hmm. constantly, you know, and to, you know, that it's okay to change. It's okay to be what you want to be. Cause she's, you know, starting to show interest in clothing and stuff like that. Yes. I'm like, I'm happy to help you with that. And she never asks. And then she comes out looking like a wildebeest, but, um, <laughs> everybody <laughs> has a starting point in their I journey. Mean, I, if, if grunge was still a thing, she'd be rocking grunge that. Grunge is coming back, honey. Oh, Lord. Oh, my gosh. Grunge is coming back. I'm <laughs> saying it right here and right now. Grunge will return. I Ooh. love it. Step aside, emo kids. Yeah, to hell with the emo yeah. kids. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. With the, and it, and it, I will say that that is a struggle for my husband, how open I am with them about 
my struggles mentally because mm-hmm. my husband grew up in a polar opposite household that I did. There was no real like they were arguing. There was arguments, but mm-hmm. they they don't talk about how they how things make them feel. Ah. And it so for him to have taken that journey of marriage counseling and it was funny because it took only like four months of it. Mm-hmm. And the lady was like, okay, well you guys were a quick study. And I'm like, yeah, we got through, you know, yeah. you called me on my bullshit like seven times. Seems like it was one sided, but whatever. <laughs> um, only had I don't know anybody. Yeah. I don't know anybody that's been to marriage counseling that didn't feel like the, the therapist was picking one over the other, even if they didn't say it. Mm-hmm. So I felt better after talking to others, but yeah, I, um, yeah, I just he 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 really struggled in the beginning with me talking to the kids very openly about cutting myself, about suicide attempts, things mm-hmm. like that. Um, about my best friend lost her brother; he died by suicide, and I, I want them to know that this is one of the most painful things I've ever gone through. And I I wasn't the sister; yeah. I, I knew him and I loved him as like a brother because I've been with my best friend for so long. But it to watch that family mm-hmm. go through that and be wrecked by that, and then it's never the same. I I I want my kids to know that there's better ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, but he's gotten so much better. I think seeing John have struggled so much really helped him to be like, okay, it's better we talk about this mm-hmm. stuff. It's better that we just get it out there and we get him help. To. We, we have, have to. We have to. So you know, and I think. As a parent, what I've realized is that every generation, if if you if you're a parent worth your salt, you're just trying to, to do better by your kids than the previous generation did. Yes, absolutely. And you know, as 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 cr- kind of crazy as my my upbringing was, as far as like my dad dealing with his crazy shit, um, my brother and I are both educated. We're both hardworking. Mm-hmm. We're both good people, mm-hmm. like good people, and. So they were successful. They did better than their parents did for them. Because yeah. their parents, whoo, yikes. Yeah, yeah, it, <laughs> Just the stories that I've heard. I'm not really, didn't really know my, my grandparents, any of them that well. But, um, you know, and, and for so for John, what I'm trying to do, and Kate and George, is I'm just trying to do better. Mm-hmm. I want them to be, just do better by them so that they have the best chance to be a happy functioning member of society who's not you know storming capitals because they didn't get their way mm-hmm. like <laughs> oh did i slip that right in there yeah, I did. um and you yeah. already are like it's it's so yeah. apparent that you already are like yeah we don't we don't we don't discriminate in what the love we give to people mm-hmm. you know if they're a good person then we give them love and we give them kindness mm-hmm. and if they're not a nice person then we walk away and that's okay it's okay to walk away um, you know, I'm very big on cutting toxicity, toxic relationships out. Yes. Um, my own father, uh, I, about a year before he died, I, uh, when he died suddenly, I had cut him out mm-hmm. because I saw him doing the same verbal abuse bullshit that he did with me to my children. And I'm like, not today. Nope. Not today, sir. So, and he wouldn't change. He wouldn't change. He wouldn't even admit there was something wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... You know, and then I watched my best friend kind of go through a similar situation with her mother, who was both verbally and physically abusive. And I'm like, Amy, it's it's okay. It's okay to cut a toxic person out of your life, no matter who they are. Mm-hmm. Because you don't need that. Yeah. There's enough stressors. Like, I can't even imagine 
what a 16-year-old boy in this country wakes up and is worried about. Even from when I was 16, like... It's a whole level of nonsense. 14 years ago, I was a 16-year-old. Yeah. I was a 16-year-old boy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm very happy to be 30, but shit. Sometimes I have realizations like that where (laughs) things happened over a decade ago and I was there. Still crazy to me. But when I was a 16-year-old boy, the world was much easier. Not much easier, but very different and very... Not safer. That's not the word I'm looking for. But just different. Like everything was different. It 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 felt different. These the kids have the seen so many, not just like horrible acts of violence and disasters. They've also seen adults acting a fool, mm-hmm. and they have seen. They have been told subliminally, "You do not matter." Mm-hmm. And what one thing I will say about what's going on in, in Tennessee right now is they are poking a sleeping bear, which is those Gen Zers that can vote. Oh, they're coming around. <laughs> they're coming around. Baby. And I, I don't want to put the warning out to them because, you know, I feel like when we all started re- referring to the freaking Handmaid's Tale, some person was like oh, we should do this and it was like stop telling no. us what to do stop no. talking about it stop <laughs> talking about it but I, I i they are poking and this is everywhere mm-hmm. this is in missouri too they yeah. are poking a yeah. sleeping bear because those kids that thought they didn't matter are gonna real quickly realize they have a lot of power mm-hmm. in their hands if they get up and, and register vote. to vote yeah. uh-huh. and vote and you know it's and I hope they do. I hope they do. I know they will. I, I know it and sense it in my spirit that they will. Because not to take credit for Gen Z. <laughs> but as millennials, mm-hmm. we have we started the conversation. Yep. I I, I I'm on the cusp of millennial Gen yes. X. You're, you're kinda, with us. I kinda I kinda feel like I ride the line in yeah. a lot of things. But yes. Um yeah. 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 We started like we, those we conversations. We started the conversation. Like, yeah. Hey, maybe this gay couple should have some damn rights, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know why they wouldn't. And like, not know. to say that we, not to say that we. I think maybe started the conversation was the wrong term. We <laughs> advanced the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's what I. We think. evolved it. Yes, we we made it what it really is, which is everybody deserves rights. Everybody. Every single person, down to the hillbillies that. Well, not the ones that want to sleep with their own cousins, because that's nasty. But, (laughs) (laughs) full tea. Um, But, you know, like, everybody deserves to believe what they want to believe. If you want to marry your cousin and and have two-headed babies. Don't tell me about it. That's that's fine. You should be able to live your life just as much as I should be able to live mine, you know? But keep it to yourself. Keep, yeah, I don't want to hear about it, though. Um, And, and, (laughs) saying that is ironic because they want me to keep my life to myself but i deserve to be represented um you do (laughs) but you know know, as as millennials both of us as millennials yeah it we we kind of um we are encouraging gen z to be like look we have lived through since the 90s too many life-changing events Mm mm-hmm I only want one more, and that's the one that changes it for good. Mm-hmm. And Gen Z, I'm talking directly to y'all. 
This is a public y'all service turn it. This is a public service amount announcement. Those of you who are turning eighteen this year, <laughs> go vote. Register to vote, please. Register to vote. Turn it around and listen to the millennials. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's pushing it too far. <laughs> Listen to us because we're just crazy enough to believe in you. Yeah. Like, we believe that we can change the world, and we know that the generation behind us will change Ch- the world. Yes, they are. And I feel like they're more evolved people. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know, there's so much, like, controversy that, that people want to stir up around, you know, trans and the different gender identifications. But really what I think, it, what in my opinion, I'm not a scientist. Well, in my opinion, what it amounts to is that this generation has realized attraction lies deeper than the gender. Mm-hmm. And they have found themselves at times, I think, liking everything. Mm-hmm. So that's an evolving past this traditional idea that you either are one or the other that we had. Because mm-hmm. we, we were the first generation, I feel, to say, it's okay Yeah. Mm-hmm. to love someone of the same gender. Yeah. It's fine. Um, so I feel like that they're, they're almost a little more evolved than we are and I think because it doesn't matter to them. It doesn't matter, but I also think it's a circling back to the way things were because before colonization, Mm -hmm. but when the world was just the world, there Mm -hmm. was no gender binary. There was no, you have to be this or you have to be that. Nope. Everything was free. That's what I love to tell the people with their moral codes and things like that Mm -hmm. is... As a amateur historian, <laughs> I can tell you that homosexuality, trans people, drag queens, these all existed. Well before. Well before. But the problem was we were trying to survive as the human race, so we had to have procreation. So yeah, you weren't allowed to marry another man necessarily. Mm-hmm. But guess what we don't have to worry about now is procreation. We are a thriving species. There's too many of us, There's to be many. completely honest. So we could do with a few less. We can evolve past that idea that marriage is um, only allowed to men and women. Because mm-hmm. these people have um, been there. And my boss, actually, my boss Paul, said something in a, in a conversation that, that really means like, it's not just about having representation. Mm-hmm. It's about having... Um, Recognition. Uh-huh. Recognition. Yes, I see you. I see your lifestyle and I see and I I you know, I'm not saying I approve, but not saying that way. How do I put this? I recognize that this exists mm-hmm. and that it should be X it should yeah. be just as equal as everything else. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really I'm like I never put it in terms of recognition. Yeah. And it is. You know, I'm I'm fully aware that I my kids could go one of ten ways. You know, John is very cis white male. He already is. He, you know, because I used to, you know, add like, you know, it's okay. I don't, I don't care if you like boys. It's fine. He's like, I don't like boys. Like, I don't care if people. Sorry, like. you're not gonna have a drag queen son. It's not gonna happen. But like, what the hell? But there, what, there are straight drag queens. There are. They and do like, exist. And uh, but you know, he's very cis white. He's been, it's been, it's been since he was like mm. three. Yeah. If I could be honest, he had a he had a steady girlfriend in preschool. <laughs> like he is monogamous. <laughs> he wants a, he wants deep connectivity and love from someone, and I see that in him. And I'm like, good for you, Katie. If you ask her if she if she likes a boy, she'll just look at you like this, like it's none of your business. <laughs> and then if you say, well, what do you like a girl? And she's like, 
she gives you the same look. She's like, this is my life mm-hmm. and my information. And when I'm ready to share that, I will. But I'm not ready to share that yet. So I have no idea what she's going to do. But, <laughs> you know, besides a mob boss one day, I really don't know where this child's going in her life. But It's giving cult leader. It's giving cult leader. <laughs> that I will say. She does seem to have followers. Uh, <laughs> she's already started. She, uh, they did this nice little thing where they gave compliments out to each other on little note cards in her class last year. And I'm reading through some of these and they were so funny written. It was like, Katie, you are well-respected amongst your peers and very friendly. Katie, you are nice to everyone and everyone likes your ideas. Katie. And I'm like, Katie, you are are Lord and Savior. Are you running four retreats in school? you're a good friend but no they were mostly sounded like they were being written like performance reviews written by her boss and i'm like (laughs) the teachers yes i'm like what (laughs) i'm like okay just katie as a leader i would follow you into a volcano (laughs) (laughs) the one that said you are well respected amongst your peers i'm like who the corporation one day so yeah. like you know there's there's questions but i think that that just speaks to her being like not so open with it is because to her it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it doesn't matter who she likes yeah. it's really not anyone's business she's literally going to come home one day with someone she married and we're going to be like oh okay <laughs> i guess this happened well hello lisa simpson yeah like that's fine i guess you know would like to have thrown a party and like booze but you know <laughs> it's cool but yeah, and she, actually, no. She came in and she very, she very, frankly looked at me one day, and this was at least a year or two ago. She looked at me, and said, "I don't want to get married, and I don't want to have kids." Okay. Work. I, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I'm like, um, as your mom, I'm not going to do anything to stop that from happening. So know that. Just when you're old enough, if you want to take care of that, if you that absolutely changes. can. If that, and if it changes, cool. If not, not mm. a big deal. And then I realized I was raising my best friend, and I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> she's, I'm like, this woman didn't carry you for nine months. Well, somehow you are growing up to be just like her, because I remember my best friend was very much like that. And I, she would, thank God for that, because it taught me not to ask that, stu- or say that stupid thing that people well, do. when are you going to have kids? Yeah, when are you going to get married? Yeah, when are you going to have kids? And, you know, and, and when she said, I don't want kids. So many people were like, oh, that might change. Or it, it won't. It, and it hasn't. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That and is I mean, okay. Like, listen, I used to want kids. Mm-hmm. I wanted four kids. Because my mom has four kids. Um, I wanted to be my mom, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted... I And I still do strive to be similar to her. Because she is such an open and beautiful and caring person. Um, but... As I've gotten older and had more nieces and nephews, um, there are 14 of them now, just in case you were keeping track. Um, I realized, and especially once I, you know, got my, got with my partner who was not necessarily interested in kids. I'm like, you know, I'm kind of okay with not having kids. I, you know, I would love to pass my talents and beauty fabulous dna yeah you know it'd be great but also my kid would probably get all of my fucked up shit too so yeah what's one less kid yeah well and 
That's not to say you can't put your energy into the 14 nieces and nephews, And too. I do. And, um, you know, because their parents aren't going to do it, right, Jerry? You know this. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know for a fact that, you know, my every time I see Amy, she's like, is John driving yet? And I'm like, he's not. We haven't really had to. What is there to do, Stephanie? Just take him out in the car and let him drive. And I'm like. She's like, you know what? I got it. You know, I'm, 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 I'm waiting for that. I'm kind of praying for that, frankly. Uh, like, hoping she comes in and is like, you know what? I'm going to take this over for you because you obviously cannot do this. Like, they, parents aren't going to do it, right? You know, you need to go there. Yeah, they have to have. And, you know, there's me. something to be said for wise aunts. And uncles mm-hmm. who they may not feel comfortable talking to mom and dad about it, but they might come to you and talk. Oh about yeah, it. and and like, I've had conversations with my some of my nieces about life and things, and yeah. conversations that they have since had. If with I them. didn't have my brother, I don't know what I would do because yeah. he is really good at getting through to John in a way that I'm just not. Sometimes if he's being an, an asshole, mm-hmm. it's it's you know. And, you know, he gives my kids this, this, this break from us. Mm-hmm. And I love it. I and I know. think that's important mm-hmm. for, not just for you, but also for the kids. Like, yeah. They, they, it takes a all community. Time, yeah. I am. Takes I, a village. I watched this little thing. I don't know if it was a TikTok or what, but it was talking about how Japan has started where children at a very early age are sent on errands. They're sent mm-hmm. to do things. They have jobs, things that. like that. And what it is is that they, as a, as a nation, have decided that it is a community's job to raise children. Mm-hmm. And so the whole community will see these little guys and they will help them. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ugh, that's exactly what it should be. We could never do that here. Those poor children would be missing. It would be, it is not going to happen in my lifetime, that's for sure. Um, Mine either, I, I don't mean, think. <laughs> technically, I don't plan on dying. I plan on, like, getting to that point and getting cryogenically frozen until the elixir is made. Mm. But, um, yeah, this is what comes out of suicide attempts for some people is this, I never want to die. I don't yeah. care how jacked up my world is. I'm going to keep living because, obviously, it's not my time yet. So, um but yeah, it it won't happen in my life. I hope it does happen though. Mm-hmm. That would be wonderful. Yeah. And Japan is such a neat country. If you ever want to just look up a country's history or and 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 be awed, they went from zero to sixty very quickly simply by looking at what was going on in the world around them and taking the best parts mm-hmm. of it and putting it into practice. Um, and then even their recovery from after World War Two. Yeah as a nation um what the you know that they were able to pull out of that um despite our you know being there and everything else yeah uh, we're always and they there. kept going and it kept going and now they've got this really evolved they're living in the beautiful future. country <laughs> they're and living like, several you know, several years like everybody's worried about the the alien race that's going to come that's so much more advanced maybe they're in japan they're in japan yeah they're almost everywhere else now yeah um Sean was actually listening to something, and Sean's my husband, for those that don't know, and uh, he said that it was somebody interviewing Bernie, which I love Bernie. Mm-hmm. I love Bernie. Mm-hmm. I bless Bernie. If there's one person who is, is actually a public servant that is really trying, it's yeah. that dude. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, he's never going to be president, but, you know, and he was asked, well, how do you fix it? And I think he was, like, on Joe Rogan or one of those guys that, Ugh. yikes. And uh, 
he said, it's, there's nothing we can do. It has, to be, it has to come from the people, and it has to be in the form of a revolution. And I think if you look at the streets of Tennessee right now, what you're seeing is the starts of some revolutions. It's giving Viva la Revolución. You know, and that's great. That's what we need. It's sad that we've gotten there because we were supposed to have a country where we could talk about things like that, but we didn't. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, what else do you want to know, Terry? I think this is a good spot for us to have a small little break. Uh, we're going to take a short break and hear a word from our sponsor. Ow, I bit my tongue when I said that. <laughs> Today's episode of Mental Health Chat Monday is brought to you by BetterHelp. With BetterHelp, the world's largest 100% online therapy service, you can get connected with a therapist and a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists to help you with a wide range of issues. When I signed up for BetterHelp, I was able to specify exactly what I was looking for in a therapist, and I was matched with a therapist that suited my needs. To get started, all you do is answer a few questions about your therapy needs and preferences that way better help can match you with the perfect therapist from their network from there contacting your therapist is easy call chat video call or text whatever is more comfortable for you message your therapist at any time to set up live sessions when it's convenient for you and the coolest thing about better help is that if your therapist doesn't match for any reason at all you can switch to a brand new therapist at no additional charge. Affordability, online access at your own pace, custom pick therapists, that sounds like my kind of therapy. And what luck you have, you can get 10% off your very first month of BetterHelp using my link, betterhelp.com forward slash M-H-C-M. That's betterhelp.com forward slash M-H-C-M. Now go ahead and get yourself some therapy, baby. And thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Um, so you talked a little bit, or more than a little bit, honestly, about therapy. I know you've done couples therapy, marriage therapy, yeah. marriage counseling. What about on your own personal level? Have you been to therapy at all? Ooh, okay, so I started, at, uh, or I got promoted at work to director. Mm -hmm. And um, when, Congratulations. My, when my boss left, thank you. Um, and it kind of it just happened. And what ensued was like six months of treading water, not knowing what I was supposed to be doing, learning a new job, trying to manage seven, six people, you know, and it was getting to, usually I'm very good at leaving work at work. Mm -hmm. Work wasn't staying at work. Work was coming home. I was tired. I was cranky all the time. And I finally said, you know what? I got free therapy, free free therapy visits through my insurance through BJC. I got, okay. you know, and I found this and I found this wonderful, wonderful doctor who talked like this and she was like, I started listing the first session, started just listing everything that was stressing me out. The fact that I had a 24-year-old with autism, the fact that my son has these severe anxieties, the fact that my daughter is like a ball of chaos, the fact that, you know, Sometimes I wonder if my husband is, is cheating on me or, or doing, you know, you know, not in love with me anymore. And she's like, Stephanie, this man has been here for 22 years. For 22 years, he's given you, you know, you have a life. I think if you really think about 22 years, he's not cheating on you. He's not going anywhere. And you need to realize that. And that was our first visit. <laughs> so, and she's like, but 
you also have to realize it is all too much. Mm-hmm. It's too much for one person. So I had, um, I saw her once a week for several weeks. And she's like, I think we can spread these apart. And so now I, I will see her as needed, really. Mm-hmm. And she is lovely. Um I can't see her in person apparently because it, my insurance doesn't cover it if I'm in person, only if I'm doing. But I would love to meet her in person someday because you know I impersonate her all the time. If you like, <laughs> is that really what she sounds like? I'm like, yes. But therapy for me was so magnificent, and I was talking a little bit before we started talking about this year. Instead of like trying to set wackadoo goals that I was no way going to reach, mm-hmm. I told myself, if it doesn't serve me, if it doesn't make me happy and it doesn't help me grow, then I'm not freaking doing it. Because the doctor told me, it's all too much. <laughs> it's too much. It's a lot going on. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I set that and then I set intentions. Yes, mm-hmm. I want to keep working on my mental health. I want to keep working on my physical health because... My hips ain't what they used to be. I'm not Shakira. And it is, the hips do lie. The hips do lie. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to look a certain way, but I do. But <laughs> Yes, I'm working out for me. But at the same time, dear God in heaven, it'd be nice to fit into clothes normally again. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. pandemic. I can't really blame the pandemic. But <laughs> I can blame shoveling that food in my mouth. Uh, but, food is good. And I love TV. I love stupid shows. But, um, so yeah, so I made, I set myself some very clear intentions because that, when we got to December, that's what she wanted me to do. She's like, I want you to set some, some goals for yourself because it's all too much. (laughs) And so I said to myself, if it doesn't make me happy and it doesn't help me grow, then I need to walk away from it, you know? And and some of the things that I let go of wasn't necessarily a bad thing. Like I was on a couple of boards and... It, it just wasn't serving me anymore. It just, I had reached a point in my career with one that I really don't feel I needed to do anymore. They let the next generation figure out what the program is going to be and stuff like that. So I stepped away from that. Um, I stepped away from one theater group's board because I was actually kind of asked to leave because there was going to be, if they lost their space, there was going to be a lot of work that was going to need to be done that I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. I didn't have time for it. Mm-hmm. So I stepped away from that gracefully as possible. Um, you know, so I, I stopped doing things that didn't serve me. And it was thanks to therapy because she's like, look, those not have to be so much. <laughs> Stop it. And I'm like, you know what? It really fucking does it. It really does. And then there's this huge job that I'm trying to do too. So it's like, you know, and I have to do that. I can't walk away from well, I could walk away from that, but we like to eat in our household. Yeah. And have clothing and go on trips and things. And I'm like, I can't walk away from and also I would feel horrible because my boss has shown so much faith in me Mm. that I would feel guilty if I walked away now, even though it is getting crazy busy and I, I sometimes question if I have the energy in me to do all this and uh, but yeah I'm going to keep going to therapy because she's lovely mm-hmm. you know and, and sometimes she strictly just calls me on my bullshit as with the Sean stuff mm-hmm. you know I am very lucky I met my husband 22 years ago and he's been all about me since then and there's no reason 
he would not be honest with me if he was done. Mm -hmm. And so getting to the point where that's where I had to do that. Is this real or is it fake? Is this in my head or is this, you know, and, and he would, he's not someone that would go out to hurt anybody. You've met him. He's lovely. Gentle, hairy giant that Mm -hmm. he is. Um, But he would definitively not, we would never hurt each other. Yeah. And that's what I got to remind myself of. And, you know, it gets easier every day. I mean, at this point, we can actually go out and do stuff together and, you know, and leave the kids because John can watch the other two and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's 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 therapy's great. I actually, I just bought a shirt. It says, drink water, fight racism, empower women. And from the same company, I want to buy the one that says, go to therapy. Because, dear God... <laughs> There is not one soul in this world that does not, that could not benefit from talking to someone who is trained to recognize what triggers people, yeah, what triggers feelings in others. And I am a huge, huge supporter of therapy. I am too. Now, I have never personally been to therapy. Shocker. Mm-hmm. I'm so well adjusted. <laughs> <laughs> um, but not for lack of trying and. Um, I just have, I, I spent so much of my younger years developing coping skills on my own Mm -hmm. that I was like, okay, I know exactly what to do when I feel this way. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that involves just feeling those feelings for me. Uh, I've, I've found that distraction does not work because I get distracted by the distraction. Yeah. That feeling is going to be sitting there. It's always going to be in there. Mm -hmm. I can't push myself into my work. I can't overload myself with work because it just makes it worse. I have to sit in the feelings, feel the feelings, Mm -hmm. write Figure some out of the best music I've ever written do. in my life and yeah. then mm-hmm. move on. Yep. Um, but I do plan on starting therapy this year because well, the driving thing is a little ridiculous at this point. Let's talk about <laughs> let's pop, talk about the big inequitable fucking elephant in the room. It's not accessible enough for oh. you to find it. Yeah, absolutely. I have not. a brother who performs uh, at nursing homes and things and he Ubers and he does all this gig gig economy work. But guess what that doesn't have with it? Fucking health insurance. Mm -hmm. So he has, you know, he deals with his mental health and he tries to get any services he can that are low cost or free. He's on Obamacare. He has somewhat of some kind of insurance. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we, this is why there are crazy people (laughs) doing these dramatic things. Like the girl that shot up the school in Tennessee Mm -hmm. was a trans girl. Mm Mm-hmm. Who just wanted acceptance and didn't know a healthier way to deal with what she wasn't getting and probably was in a situation where she couldn't get Mm -hmm. it. Um, You know, we as a society have got to take better care of each other and we have to encourage communication and talking about these things. It it that is why as such a focus at our house, we we talk about it. Mm -hmm. You know, John, you can't come in, be a grumpy puss to us. talk on your games with your friends and be all cheerful, then come back out all sullen and wrecked. And like, it's giving us a complex or yeah. that unpleasant to be, you know, we have to talk. Mm-hmm. You have to let it out. Yeah. You, you gotta, know? you gotta. And so it, 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 that's the big elephant in the room is that it, it, help is not equitably given in this country yeah, for you mental know, health issues. Especially for mental health issues. Mental mm-hmm. health issues, anything with gender-affirming care, which is going to be yep. a whole another box of worms once there's so many states that are trying to remove that gender-affirming care from people. And, like, 
We already have a hard enough time just existing in the just world. Just existing. A little bit of therapy will help. And covering therapy under insurance. Making therapy something that, you know, won't be... Um, I have to choose between therapy and eating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that Think should never that. be... Because None of your health care decisions in any far, short, uh, way, shape, or form should come to, can I eat or do I go to the doctor? Food insecurity is already a high, uh, high uh, uh, a very high percentage of why people don't go to the doctor mm-hmm. because they can't take off work because if they take off work one day, their check's going to be short. Their check's short. They can't pay their bills. They can't eat. Like, it just is so, like you said, inequitable. It mm-hmm. is ridiculous. I'd uh, explain the job what a, a food desert was because we were performing in this uh, spoken word poetry thing in uh, North County. And uh, we passed that food saver. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what is that? And it even hadn't occurred to me that he maybe had never seen that or been old enough to ask what that was. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we've been on Highway 70 more than once in his life. But, uh, you know, I said, oh, you know, buddy, places like Deerberg's and Schnooks and Whole Foods and Aldi, they don't necessarily want to go into these neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. So, unfortunately, you get these kind of grocery stores that don't really usually have the best selection mm-hmm. and uh, it's not fair. Yeah. And there's people working to change it. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, a lot of times you don't even have grocery stores in these food deserts. It's just, just fast food and which serves as another way to keep people oppressed yep. and overweight and yep. unhealthy and keep yeah. them dumb. Mm-hmm. Keep them, you know, poor and keep them, you know, that's Missouri. <laughs> they want to take care of themselves, and that's unfortunately the agenda of the not decide I vote for. Yeah. Which is funny because I was considering myself moderate till I start speaking, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, nope, I'm swinging more more left each day that we let Americans suffer. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, I just I yeah, it, it's it's a you're you're willing to admit that things happen because someone was not taking care of their mental health, but you're not willing to sign a bill that increases services. Mm-hmm. You know, they, we just had a, a homeless guy shoot another homeless guy in the head in downtown St. Louis. Neither of them were mentally well, but they have just been forgotten and they're just there. Mm-hmm. And they are getting services and they're not getting the help they need to become better. But you're still not willing to sign that bill that says that they could get more the services. They need. We're not we're not giving more money to these organizations trying to help mm-hmm. people and we're not paying people a living wage. Gah. This is I have been working since I was sixteen years old and I've been at the job I'm at now for four years and this is the first time in my life in my professional working career that I can provide for my family more than just survive. Mm. You know, we we can afford to do some extras with what we have coming in now. And that is, this is the first time. And it's, you know, I remember those days of, well, if we don't pay this bill, we can, you know, go and get groceries this day. And it's, it's awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's it's brutal out here. It is. And that's why 
you should always check in on and care about your bubble enough to ask the question, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it's, it, we got to take care of each other. Yeah. And we just don't. Yeah. And it's sad. Yeah. So. That actually leads me very, very nicely into my uh, my next question here. On Mental Health Chat Monday, we have a motto, and it's said it in the beginning. We are working to turn mental illness into mental wellness. What does mental wellness look like to you? Honestly, it looks like what I have right now, where I can balance out the thoughts in my head with functioning in my life in a productive and meaningful manner. Um there's always good like I like I said I told John this is not something necessarily you beat Mm -hmm. this is something you learn to manage and that's how you beat it you learn to manage it and learning to manage it through therapy through exercise through you know making sure I'm not just shoveling hamburgers down my mouth is is that's what mental wellness looks like Mm -hmm. and taking the time to pause and say is this real or is this not real Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it, and the one thing I know I still need to really work on and I'm trying, I'm trying really hard is self-esteem. Mm. Um, I actually mentioned that I, uh, have like severe crippling social anxiety, despite being a very outgoing person, mm-hmm. I don't want to be vulnerable in front of people I don't know. Yeah. So I have that kind of, like, you may invite me to something and if I don't know enough of the people going or I don't know if I'll have someone to talk to, there's a chance I'm not going to do it. Yeah. And that's because I'm always worried about how I appear to people. Um, I think that's also part of the reason that I've kept my, you know, I've always felt like I was too timid with my allyship and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is it's, it's, you, You're never sure what the room looks like and you don't want to make yourself vulnerable in mm-hmm. front of that room. And my best friend, I said this out loud, she's like, you do? I'm like, yes, I, yes, girl. yes, I do. Like, think of how I am when we when you introduce me to someone new. I'm like, I don't know if they like me. I think I'm a lot. <laughs> so I'm like always assuming that they don't like me right away. Um, and it's, yeah, so that's one thing I do have to work on. But yeah, mental wellness to me is literally being able to live my life while managing these things mm-hmm. and my emotions and my thoughts. And I think I'm further along now than I've ever been. And I think I'm doing pretty good. So that's nice. It's nice. <laughs> I can tell you from experience that you're not a lot. <laughs> that may be a lot for some people. I okay. I mean, listen, I, I forget who exactly said this, but don't shrink yourself down for people. That's a really beautiful saying. Actually, I love that. Let them choke. Yeah. Like, if they can't, if they can't take it, choke. Yeah. Can I just say, I, I will tell you a little anecdote from this past weekend. I've made a, a new friend who, I have admired this girl from afar mm-hmm. for quite some time. Her name, her name is Rachel, and she is a powerhouse of a woman. Like, she owns her own business. She's this beautiful woman who just, you know, just... She goes out and she is breaking down some walls. Mm-hmm. Right? She's... I've been in awe of her for some time. Well, now... I'm officially in her purview thanks to <laughs> two other friends. Mm-hmm. And I could tell I was driving her nuts with my negative self-talk. Now, my negative self-talk was mostly in a joking manner, but I could uh-huh. tell she sensed the truth in it. And she's like, we're not going to adhere to white versions of what beauty is. Okay, we're not going to do that. 
And she's, you know, she's like, what do you say? Why would you think we'd care what your lawn looked like? And I'm like, I don't know. I, but that's the stuff I still need to work on. So mm-hmm. when I champion self-esteem and no self, no negative self-talk, I'll have one. But I mean, would then my be as interesting or funny? I think <laughs> I think there's a healthy amount of. It's not negative self-talk. It's self-deprecating humor. There we and go. And that's the yes. difference. There we go. Because I do it all. I, we, uh, yeah. This is a thing we connected on. The yeah. self-deprecating humor. I always am like talking shit about myself. But I think so highly of myself that you can't talk me down. Like, I put myself on a pedestal because I'm that bitch. I literally just wrote a song where I, I, I one of the lines is, I identify as that bitch. Mm-hmm. I think I do need a shirt that says that. Yeah. Um, actually, this is now the time to break this to you. Katie and I are going to Lizzo. <gasps> and thank freaking God <gasps> that when little girls have that girl to look to. Yes. Good God, that girl. Oh, what she says in her songs. I don't care how many times she throws around the word bitch. It doesn't matter. Listen <laughs> to what she's saying. You're beautiful. You're perfect. Just mm-hmm. the way you are. Don't change for people and do not take their shit. I'll tell you. And I'm like, thank God. You know, we got Gaga and her. Mm-hmm. Because... That's what's leading to this little bit of revolution we're happening. Yes. These kids are like, yes. no, F off. I am cool the way I am. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have seen Lizzo. When it, she's here this month, right? Uh-huh. Day after the my birthday. The month that we are recording this. Yeah. Um, April 25th. I want to go. I told Sean, I'm like, this is what I want. I want to take my little girl. Because she, she doesn't even show like a lot of emotion around music. Mm-hmm. Fucking loves Lizzo. She loves Lizzo. She doesn't pay attention to The Mandalorian. But all of a sudden, Lizzo's up there and she's like... Wait a minute. What is going on? I don't know what that is. That baby Yoda is very cute, but who's that's Lizzo. Oh. Um, but I, I, I have a shirt. Uh, I, so when I saw Lizzo in Nashville, of all places, Nashville, which I think it was this like right before she really took off too. It was right after. Oh, okay. it was it was right after um, her first album because I Love You came out, and we went mm-hmm. and saw her in um, in Nashville. My best friend myself and another good friend of mine and then a person we don't discuss um (laughs) uh we drove down to to nashville to see her and it was weird to be in a room full of white people listening to lizzo i'm not gonna be honest i'm gonna be honest i'm 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 trying to mentally prepare myself i have no idea what i'm walking into i feel like because she's an enterprise right yep i feel that it's gonna be like the first time i saw gaga or really every time i've seen gaga since i've not seen her still (sighs) four times um (laughs) I will. <laughs> not to, She's our I will choose no, between yeah. eating and. <laughs> I will choose Gaga every time. No, I'm kidding. Um, but I, I feel like it will be. I'm sure it was just because we were in Nashville that there were mostly white people there. But I feel like in St. Louis it'll, it'll be probably more of a mixed crowd. More I don't of a mixed crowd. Mixed crowd. crowd. Yeah. I. Last question. Leave us with a little bit of advice for allies for people who are maybe not necessarily in the mental health community how can they be there for us and how can they be in our corner how can we be in the corner of the groups that we're trying to to fight for (laughs) um here's what i will say we are no good if we fight amongst ourselves because so and so doesn't know enough in your opinion about one cause or the other we are only stronger together and the more that we work together, the better chance we have of defeating 
this prejudice, this racism, this nonsense that was so is so deeply ingrained in our country, but mm-hmm. we're better together. So no outwoking the other one. Um, and really just work together. That's that's all we can do. Because there is a, a nasty culture amongst mostly white allies yeah. of attacking other white allies because they don't know Ally, something right. or they don't know you know, they're not sure where this stems from, but mm-hmm. they're they know what they know is they want to help and that should be all you need to know. Yeah. Um, so that would be my thing. Work together. Mm-hmm. And dear God women, start voting in your own damn interest. Okay. I can say the same for black people. <laughs> start voting at all. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, start voting and and we can get these because all our mental health is in danger <laughs> until we really start fixing some of these issues. So that would be my it's work together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a little piece of advice for mental health allies. Mental health um listen. When people talk, listen and take yourself out of it. Take mm-hmm. your reactions out of it. Take what you think out of it. Take what you think the cause is um, out of it when you're speaking to someone and they're telling you that they're not in a great state mentally. Um, you know, and I've been I've been it's a, it's a hard practice to learn mm-hmm. um, to be an emphatic listener versus as someone, you know, you have a friend who's telling you these things and you would immediately want to say, well, if you weren't dating him or if you weren't doing this, you wouldn't be having these problems. You have mm-hmm. to take yourself out of it and just listen. Yeah. Because sometimes all it takes is talking about it. Yeah. And, you, you know, you may realize the ridiculousness of it or you may realize that, oh, okay, you know what? This isn't reality. This isn't the thing. So that's what I would... Be, be a good listener, an emphatic listener. And you know, this, I've always been told that I was a good listener. You are. You're lovely. I, I like <laughs> listening to people. And I like, you know, it's kind of the point of this is mm-hmm. to not only help the guest heal or help the listener heal or help myself heal, but to practice in listening. Yeah. And practice in just being in someone else's story. And, you know. Do you know what's great about listening is you find common threads mm-hmm. when you listen to someone you'll be like oh that's what i can identify with you on and this is where i can connect with you on and now we now we have something and um man being open to that is wonderful yeah. it leads you to people like a magical unicorn <laughs> that you didn't know existed and then you're like oh you meet and you connect on a joke about mormons and all of a sudden you're good right? <laughs> You know, <laughs> let's go back to freedom of religion on that one. <laughs> oh. oh, Lord. Oh, I forgot all about that. Oh, oh my God. So wait, just be open. <sighs> you, you just have know. to be open. Listen. Yeah. So, well, this is so wonderful. I'm so glad I got to come talk. Hopefully, someone takes something away from it. I hope so, too. And I know they will. That crazy. You know, they're thinking about me the whole time. They're thinking they are. They're thinking, hmm, that poor man is so nice to listen to that old lady. (laughs) (laughs) They're like, this guy is insane. He's the one. Because they go and see all the other stuff on my YouTube channel where I'm like, 
ranking screen movies or uh, talking about. Um, I find those valuable. Uh, very valuable information. Yeah, this is valuable so subscribe information. to our YouTube channel. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Any programs or, or events coming up or any of the like? No, no, not really. I'm, I'm, I, I am just now trying to get my own stuff going, mm -hmm. and I don't really have any of it started yet. Heard that. So. Uh, I'm hoping to eventually have a volunteer management blog going. Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in. Again, my name is Dieter Bionic. You can find me on all the social media. It's called Branding. Look it up. Um, and I will see you next week with a brand new guest here on Mental Health Chat Monday. Bye.